What's up, guys? My name is Kristen. My name is Sarah. And be sure to get your local priest to bless your eardrums because it's the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast. Can you tell I'm real bitter about someone not giving me a PR box today? Hey guys, welcome. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I really just real quick want to say for our podcast listeners, not our YouTube listeners, because the schedule's way different, but for our (laughs) podcast listeners, we will be switching it up teeny bit with our school schedule, life schedule happens, what can you do? We will be doing Wednesday and Friday uploads instead of our regular Tuesday and Thursday uploads. (laughs) (laughs) At Uh, least that we were sticking with it anyways. Not that we were like, you know, being, uh, it's not persistent, consistent. Not that we were being consistent with it, but we just, the extra day helps at least for me to procrastinate an extra day. You know what I mean? Scheduling wise, best to fit me in those days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Wednesdays <clears throat> and Fridays. Check us out at your local podcasting studio. So, <laughs> <laughs> shall we just get in with today's episode? Episode. I heard it's a uh, spooky one. Yeah. Are we gonna say what we're drinking or no? Oh, well, you know me. I'm bitter because I didn't get a PR box, so here's the back of a seltzer that I'm drinking. (laughs) (laughs) New flavor is passion fruit, but who cares? Because you're not giving me free ones to say it, so brand is unnamed. What are you drinking? You can guess. (laughs) I am drinking... A beer. I haven't Ooh. had beer in a while. We haven't had a beer seven K IPA. Mm-hmm. So, if y'all have been listening, I've been talking a lot of murder. So I wanted to, uh, you know, bring it back a little bit. Talk about something a little spooky, something haunted. So here we go. Today I will be talking about. West Point Military Academy, or <gasps> the United States West Point Military Academy. Ooh. I'm just going to be calling it West Point, obviously. It's way easier when Dark. you say West Point. Mm, like if anyone knows what it is, they know what you're talking about. So yeah. it's uh, so uh, very historical. And so I am going to start off with some details, obviously, about West Point and some historical facts because mm-hmm. it all plays part. West Point is located in New York State. It didn't start out as a military academy, as some of us may know. I didn't know a lot of its history, frankly, because, like, I really don't care. But (laughs) But I I always (laughs) thought it was a military academy, though, so it's interesting that you say that it didn't start off that way. It actually started out as a fortress. So Fortress West Point was built on the Hudson River during the Revolutionary War. 
It was built as a commanding plateau. They said plateau in the resource. I'm like, okay, so a fancy word. Plateau. I'm like, <laughs> it's like a post, I guess, commanding post. It was never captured by the British, by the way, BT Dubs. USA. General George Washington would eventually set up his quarters there in 1779. Oh, shit. The forts and all the remnants and stuff that the Continental soldiers built from the Revolutionary War are still part of West Point's landscape today. So you can still, like, see some of the revolutionary crap. How are we not taught about this in school? I (laughs) I feel like that maybe should have been talked about. Maybe it was. (laughs) Yeah, and I just, like, I'm not I was asleep. I yeah, was not paying attention. <laughs> That's so interesting, though. Thank you. <laughs> I was talking to boys in history class. Okay. <laughs> I was talking to my drugs in my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> the United States Military Academy, a.k.a. Uh, West Point, was built on Fortress West Point by President Jefferson in 1802. It was built for the purpose of being devoted to the teaching of the arts and sciences of warfare. Hmm. The goals of the academy have evolved and kind of broadened throughout the years. You know, it started with, you know, wanting to teach the arts and sciences of warfare, uh, along with continuing army education to the goal of intense physical demands of the battlefield, also to the developments in science and technology, you know. In history, we were taught about the advances throughout the wars we have, we've had. So also the increasing, increasing the need and understanding other cultures and the rising level of general education in the army. Like, need to like actually... Two plus two know equals some, four. Like, know a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Today, their mission and goal is to, and I took this off of the uh, West Point Military Academy's website, is to educate, train, and inspire the corps of cadets so that each graduate is a commissioned leader of character committed to the values of duty, honor, country, and prepared for a career of professional excellence and service to the nation as an officer in the United States Army. So the gist of it is people who go to West Point, it, it's a military academy. You, yeah. it's, it's all military. Uh, it sets you up to immediately enlist as an officer post-graduation rather than enlisting as active duty and working your way up or whatever. So, we may guess, obviously, that this setting and the terrain of West Point, um, you know, has a lot of history, has a lot of character, a lot of shit went down probably, a lot of death, sickness, tragedy, sets it up sets it up um but just a little fun fact also for us women (laughs) we know that the war is full of men up until a certain point so west point started allowing the enrollment of women in 1976 and allowing women to enroll would actually be very 
vital and important to their who mission and goals who would have thought fucking thought <laughs> they needed women, people to do their paperwork <laughs> women can actually do something and actually be good at it i'm just kidding actually have a thought that is maybe better than a man's in today's world and this is also from west point's website uh cadets can major in any of more than a dozen fields including a wide range of subjects from the sciences to the humanities. Uh, regardless, like I said, West Point's history is full of soldiers and cadets who went through grueling years, you know, training while it's an academy, doing training and all of that, and then even before it was academy as it was a war post, basically. These people struggled for their lives and also for their futures as leaders. And also, before we get into the spooky, spooky stuff, I just thought I'd throw this little part in just for shits and gigs. Um, celebrities or well-known pupils. I haven't heard of some of these people, to be honest, because they're like sports people. But people who didn't make it through West Point or just bailed on going when they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. The infamous Edgar Allan Poe served as a non-commissioned officer in the U.S. Army, which is a pretty well-known fact. And Hi. this was from... What? Hi, Daddy. I love yeah. him. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, he was like uh, my first crush growing up, you know, hashtag daddy <laughs> issues. <laughs> Uh, and this was from 1827 to 1829. So Damn, two that's years. That's interesting. That's the fact that I pocket out of this case. So what's interesting also is that he was in West Point's graduate class of 1834. And this would be after he served in the Army. Hmm. Um, you know, it's a little backwards. But I guess there's a way to... You know, to do that, if you want to be a leader within the educational well, world, you can probably... serve first, come back, go to school, continue in the military world of not being enlisted. But back in yeah. the day, we definitely used to grandfather people into things. So it wouldn't be oh, shocking yeah. to me if his experience led him to that position. Also, he's just, you know, daddy. So, right. <laughs> And as we obviously expect at his time at West Point, Edgar, I'm just going to call him Edgar, excelled in language studies, mm -hmm. but he was ultimately expelled for conduct reasons. I didn't get any specifics on this. It could have been, I feel like he was a rebel, like he rebelled. He didn't like rules. He, he wanted like... to like... <laughs> I'm like, please give me a smut book about Edgar <laughs> and why he got kicked out of the school. Oh, I'm right. cutting all this out. <laughs> if it makes mm. it in, you're welcome. <laughs> Do it. Chris Cagle. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Who I I didn't I don't know he's a football he was a football player NFL he was a part of West Point's class of 1930 and that's all I have on him <laughs> <I> just like <laughs> didn't make it through or something I'm so nice, sorry nice. um 
I don't know why I didn't put any more information on him. That was the hour that you were asking so- me for. <laughs> It's a little Switch embarrassing. <laughs> Maybe we can just cut that part out. Um, <laughs> Timothy Leary. <laughs> also, don't think I've heard of him, but he sounds like a fucking cool dude. He is apparently a counterculture icon and LSD enthusiast. <gasps> Love that. He was in I'm West sold. Point's class of 1943 before he dropped out to, quote, drop out tune in and turn on which was his motto during the 60s <laughs> sold <laughs> okay down. he was like not a part of that legacy dude he was all like all mm, i needed all i, I want to lay here on the grass not push up on it okay <laughs> that is definitely my like like the like the split richard hatch uh also did not know who he was, but I found out real quick. He was the first winner, well, the winner of the first season of Survivor, the <gasps> reality TV show. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Yeah. Richard. Richard was in West Point's class of 1986 before he dropped well. out. He ultimately became the original reality show bad boy damn i haven't maybe i i don't think i've seen that season of survivor (laughs) no Uh, but i guess he was a bad boy and he won so good for him don't doubt it okay and last one uh maynard james keenan known (laughs) and Also known as the front man of metal bands such as Tool and A Perfect Circle. He would have been a part of the class of 1988 at West Point, but he never accepted his appointment, I guess, to interview or enroll or whatever it was, which would have been in 1984. He was attending the United States Military Academy. Academy Academy (laughs) Preparatory School. A three times a charm. Right. So he was set up to, like, go through and through, like, be a leader in the army. But he actually decided to skip cadet life at West Point and instead just immediately enlist as active duty in the army. Damn. Yeah, so he decided to serve his time, and then after that, I guess he became a rock star. I mean, good for him, but yeah, that <laughs> that fact that he served in the army kind of threw me off, because at first yeah. I thought he just kind of wanted to be a rock star, but good for him. Thank you for serving, yeah. him, sir. Shit is surprising. Yeah. West Point. You're West not Point. A, I'm like, where's the haunted bit? Because so far, I'm just seeing a bunch of daddies. Right. Well, here we are. On to the Ugh. spooky stuff. So, about some of the overall or general experiences that cadets, soldiers, visitors have at West Point. Cadets often feel as if they are being observed or watched Obviously, like, when they look around, no one is there. They're alone. Several encounters of apparitions during the night. 
have happened (laughs) frequently documented during the 70s when there was just like this kind of like hot spot of action and i'll get into that in a little bit okay but there was like a bunch of shit being reported in the 70s basically i wonder if that has anything to do with like the spiritual era do you get into i will a little bit just a little bit Frightened pets will bark at seemingly nothing, uh, specifically in the officers' quarters, which I will also mention later. Extra heads or ghostly apparitions will appear in photos taken at West Point. Mm -hmm. There is one thing I read about how there was a photo taken of a group of cadets or whatever in front of a building and there's this like a super ghostly looking head in one of the windows and the building behind them Mm-mm. and it was just like confirmed that no one was there i don't know i, I didn't put that. that in my notes no like specific facts on that but just yeah. for example Mm-mm. A janitor on the night crew once quit after apparently being thrown by an evil spirit. (laughs) Apparently, I think invisible, like just an evil demon. And this happened in building 606, which I'm not really sure what building that is. I don't think I mention it later. Oh my god, creepy though, 606. It just gets yeeted off the fucking building. On one occasion, an apparition rose up in the middle of the floor, or, you know, through up through the floor, and a cadet that was taking a shower saw his bathrobe swinging on its hook, just, you know, by itself, whatever. And then the cadet was suddenly shocked by cold water from the shower head. Super freaky. Mm-hmm. But also... I'm like, mm, maybe mm. he just ran out of the hot water. But yeah, I'm like, it, how like, many cadets shower there a day? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, would it be that sudden? I don't know. My mind's racing. There's another sighting of a ghost, apparently, uh, by a visitor. And from my research, it seemed like this ghost maybe has seen, has been seen or reported a few other times. And the description was about the same so i'm just mentioning it you know the once but there was a visitor at west point who saw an entity or apparition or ghost whatever we want to call him near the entrance to the grounds of west point it appeared to be a black man in a turn-of-the-century uniform and the visitor could just sense that this ghost or entity was extremely agitated they also noticed that his uniform was striped of any and all metals and usually when reports of seeing an entity or apparition or ghost is made you know if you're a paranormal investigator or you can literally make reports about stuff you've seen They can do research in the West Point archives to see if there ever was a soldier that matches a description or or any of that sort to kind of confirm facts, which is cool. Mm -hmm. 
So when further research was done on this particular sighting, it was discovered that this ghost soldier had been court-martialed, but then, you know, for some crime he was accused of and probably convicted of and court-martialed for those of you who don't know and this is not an exact definition i did not look it up and put it in my notes (laughs) but i just know from my own knowledge that when you do a crime that is bad enough to basically get you kicked out of the military you get escorted out by not only a handful but maybe like five to ten uppers and then even like a crowd of cadets or soldiers or whatever so like it's like a walk of shame it's like a very public thing (laughs) yeah um it's like you don't want to be court-martialed so this ghost soldier had been court-martialed but then exonerated by the military court so whatever he had been court-martialed for he was then exonerated for that I'd be so pissed, though. Yeah, so exactly. (laughs) This ghost soldier is walking around the ground. You're going to shame me only to say I never did it? Literally, he's pissed and hasn't forgiven these people for what they did to him. So he roams the West Point grounds venting his anger. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, make that make sense because what the fuck? Yeah. And I did see a comment, I think, on one of the articles I read about this ghost soldier. Uh, Someone commented about how it could be one of two men. They gave two names because there were two cases of black men from the Revolutionary or a little bit after era, I don't know, Mm -hmm. of two men who were both court-martialed but then exonerated. Who were black and so it's basically it could be like one of two guys i just didn't really put the names in here might be i'll get into a little more maybe well-known paranormal experiences or haunting stories about west point if you know about west point i don't know i didn't know too much about it i knew like shit has gone down there i knew that there were stories about it being haunted i knew that obviously uh, a place like that is loaded with history and with that comes tragedy so I wasn't surprised to hear some of these stories to say the least but one night in October of 1972 so we're back to the 70s now mm-hmm. like I mentioned West Point blew up in the 70s because of that common apparition that was being reported that attracted famous ghost hunters, demonologists, psychics who wanted to investigate. Uh, And some of the stories I'm about to get into actually come from a book called Shades of Grey. (laughs) by lieutenant colonel timothy r o'neill i did not read the book but he did research obviously he's a lieutenant colonel um he did research on the topic and gathered stories interviews uh personal accounts all that stuff so thank you to him anyways one night 
in October of 1972 at around 2 a.m. Two male cadets, because females weren't allowed there at the time, were asleep in room 4714 of the North Barracks 47th Division. Hmm. So it's just like dorms, basically, but they're called barracks. So in room 4714 at 2 a.m. that night, a ghost soldier appeared from like through from the wall closet area and in front of the younger of the two cadets the ghost soldier seemed to have eyes made of light and just stared at the cadet in a super menacing way not nice (laughs) this was so creepy that it made the cadet immediately come to out of his sleep because you know He's probably, like, half asleep. What is that? Is this real? Am I dreaming? He came to and realized, what the fuck is this? And screamed. Rightfully so. But the as soon as he screamed, the ghost soldier immediately vanished. The other cadet, the roommate, was sleeping this entire time. He didn't witness any of this. But he did say that the room got so cold, he described it in an otherworldly way. The ghost soldier was described as a middle-aged man who was wearing a uniform from the 1830s. He was holding or wearing a musket, probably holding, (laughs) and wearing a shako shako hat. Um, I meant to look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's just the type of helmet they wore. He had a handle, handlebar mustache. And this ghost soldier eventually earned the nickname The Pusher because of his ice-cold presence that would almost, like, paralyze someone in the mm. room with him. And in the photos on Google Docs, Kristen, there's, like, this hand-drawn poster almost, like a wanted poster, And it's a drawing and description of this ghost soldier, the pusher. So I don't know if someone just drew that as a joke and hung it around the academy or what. It was just online. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) The pusher's presence would cause someone basically to lay immobile until he vanished or vanishes. Causing, you know, the ice cold pressure he put on someone to vanish as well. Apparently, the pusher has appeared in other areas of West Point as well. There's an area known as the Buru, 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 where apparently the pusher had walked out in front of a group of cadets. This caused (laughs) the cadets to, like, (laughs) scream, grab onto one another, and I... Apparently, some of them started to recite the rosary. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wonder if I it was I literally put of- in my notes, all caps, LMAO. <laughs> because I just, like, really wonder if it was a group of women, what would they have done? Because <laughs> I I assure you, I... Like, it wouldn't be cuddle up. <laughs> well, some maybe. Yeah, I'm but- like, I'm sure there would be a witch in the group. She knows some, like... <laughs> Some little thing to get us through. There would also be sporadic reportings 
of sightings of the pusher over the years, but he apparently has never been seen in the area where he first appeared. Room 4714. Gene Dixon, the psychic who became kind of well-known and famous for predicting JFK's assassination, visited West Point in order to try to spiritually cleanse Room 4714. How'd that go? But... Yeah. Her visit was cut short when, according to eyewitness accounts... She was unexplainably lifted off the floor and thrown from the room. Okay, that wasn't what I thought we were going <laughs> towards. You were telling me that multiple people saw this woman actually get lifted? Apparently. I'm and guess what? what? She never visited the academy again. <gasps> okay, I didn't know where I thought you were going with that, but that wasn't that. So the pusher, yeah, the pusher is the ghost that made headlines in the 70s and that caused West Point to kind of blow up in the media but like, because there were m- multiple reportings of seeing him and it caused um, just a lot of attraction. Since then, or, you know, like in the seven, late 70s, Room 4714 has actually been converted into a study area hmm. and is no longer a dorm room or barracks room we for cadets. So, go so the there. whole that I'm pretty sure that whole other rest of the building is still dorm rooms. Just that one room just now has bookshelves in it and tables and chairs. So hmm. uh, what's kind of interesting, though, is that room 4714 or you could consider just the whole building i don't know apparently this specific room though is close to west point's graveyard and is also near the location where a fatal fire once burned down an officer's house oh shit so this gov you know gives some people reason to say why it's haunted because a lot of people like an explanation or reason to say so but like other than literally the history of soldiers who went through like gruesome and brutal days of just life there yeah true but like like also maybe can we go back like maybe another generation or two or there's some native folk on that land or something right i'm just like we right on the river too like european colonizers (laughs) like to definitely (laughs) yeah we definitely much like to think of this land as ours but it it was not our land it was your land and we made it our land and so the the song should be this land is your land this this land land is is your land (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, see me just me trying to fucking westernize it right in the fucking middle of you trying to make a point. Yep, yep, yep. It's their <laughs> land. So yeah, it's just very, like I'm just uh maybe it was cursed, maybe something was going on, but it just definitely uh spooky ooky. Ew. Quarters 100, a.k.a. the Superintendent's House, a.k.a. the Thayer House, has a few spirits that reside there other than (laughs) the superintendent, to say the least. Apparently, people have heard loud knocks on the walls and doors, as well as doors slamming. 
personal belongings of guests will be found strewn about, just thrown everywhere. Wet spots, chills, and shadows are frequently reported. Apparently, there's a bedroom with a rocking chair in it that will often rock by itself by presumably an unseen ghost spirit. No, ma'am. Out. Out. And guess what, Cresta? No. No. I'm done. No. Eric and Lorraine Warren (gasps) visited Quarters 100 to perform a psychic investigation. (sighs) Stop bringing up the... And seance. Mommies and daddies of this episode. Wow. In 1972. So again, that year keeps coming back round, baby. 1972. That's when this shit was blowing up. What did they have to say about this? (laughs) So I'm not sure if they visited multiple locations at West Point or just Quarters 100, but um, I I, I read just specifically about their visit to Quarters 100. So Lorraine, as a lot of us know, is like a psychic Mm -hmm. and does psychic impressions. Uh. So her and Eric basically went through Quarters 100, which in the picture, as you see, is just like a two-story home. Um, So they went room to room throughout the home as Lorraine did her thing. And as she got her psychic impressions, they were written down in detailed accounts, uh, you know, maybe probably in word form, picture form, whatever. And then after they were done doing the psychic impressions, they would take their notes and go to the West Point archives to search through, to research, to see if her impressions actually lined up with history, basically. Uh, And so one of the spirits that Lorraine described in Quarters 100 was a woman who by her description of this ghost, could have been an Irish cook named Molly. Molly served Colonel Sylvanus Thayer, Sylvanus, Sylvanus Thayer, and remember, Quarters 100 is also known as the Thayer House, because he was acting superintendent of the academy, like, way back when. Like, I think maybe the first superintendent. He... I read, I remember reading how he was all, like, one of his nicknames or whatever is, like, the grandfather superintendent of West Point. Anyways, I don't know if he's the first one, but he's one of the first ones. Anyways. They all start dotting and connecting. Right. So, Molly apparently was Thayer's cook. Hmm. The ghost of Molly, or what could be her, is known to knock over wine bottles onto the kitchen floor. Okay, me as a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like, if I can't have it, no one will. (laughs) It's the only time I will commit a crime. (laughs) (laughs) She's also known to rumple or dishevel uh, bed sheets after they have been, like, freshly made. (laughs) I love her, though. I know. me as a ghost. Apparently, Molly's bed was in the basement. Like, that's where her living quarters were. And I guess, I don't know if it's still there or how long it was there. 
but in my research I read that the bed down there just always looks like it's been slept in hmm. when maybe it, it's been made I don't know yeah this is a quote from Lorraine Warren about Molly she is not old very domineering athletically inclined and really not quite a lady I get a feeling sorry I get a feeling of no man if she had a husband he was dominated while at home (laughs) (laughs) shit that's a bold statement hell yeah okay someone's pissed hell yeah Molly (laughs) others who have witnessed Molly's presence say that although she is mischievous uh, she's she really means no harm. She's more playful. <laughs> really I'm like someone like is trying fun. to <laughs> gaslight the fuck out of Molly, and they need to stop. <laughs> Another ghost in Quarters 100 is that of an African American man named Greer. When Lorraine felt Greer's paranormal impression, she described him as a tall, slender man in a gray uniform who was an orderly to a superintendent. Greer apparently communicated that he held a deep burden of sadness and guilt from committing murder. When archives were searched to back these claims up, there were multiple men who who fit the description physically and the name of Greer. Hmm. One description that is said to be basically the best fit is that of a man named Lawrence Greer, who was a Buffalo soldier turned criminal. But, who knows? (laughs) And, like, why is he there? Why is he hunting it? I don't know. A lot of this, we don't know. It's just... um, Yeah, I mean... Ghost stories. I, I feel like at some point, if it's not these main characters that we're talking about, there have definitely been some side characters that have passed that are probably pissed that they weren't given the main character role and are right. haunting this shit. And, you know, this is an ever-going play. Mm-hmm. Like, auditions are always held. Always. Because I will get into more recent tragedies later. Yeah. Quarters 107B is a home overlooking the Hudson River on Professor's Row. I assume it's a little street or small neighborhood, few street type of thing where professors live on West Point. A professor and his young wife once resided here, but they were struck with tragedy when the wife fell fatally ill in the 1920s. To help keep the house in order and ease her daughter's sickness, the wife's mother moved in to help out with things. It is said, apparently so, that the professor and his wife's mother began an attraction that grew into love. Oh my god, yep, 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 yep. I unfortunately, okay. Nothing surprises me on this podcast anymore. It's like, literally, (laughs) you could have said anything but that, and I would have been shocked. Yeah. Yeah. This obviously would devastate 
the professor's wife. I'm sorry, I didn't get names in this case, but she made her husband promise that he wouldn't remarry her mother after she passed away because she was so ill she like knew she was dying she was dying so (sighs) ew but after the professor's (gasps) wife passed away shut the fuck up he does not he broke his promise and wed his wife's mother anyways or i should say he got married to his mother-in-law i i'm never fucking okay good thing that you're married because i'm never fucking marrying ever in my fucking life one the statistics between when men get cancer and their spouses taking care of them between when women get cancer or some kind of terminal illness and their spouses taking care of them don't look it up it will make you fucking sick this is all the also the 1920s um but (sighs) you know only 100 years not much changes So, some say, although the professor's wife was destined for death because of her illness, you know, a a destined early death, some say she died even earlier because of the broken heart she suffered from. (laughs) But her spirit remained, bitch. I I would not want to live through that, but you Bet your ass I will fucking haunt the shit out of you and make every experience that you experience with that person fucking intolerable because death brings one thing. It's a ghost spirit. I'm all for it, bitch. Yeah, I'm haunting the shit out of you. Don't. (laughs) Don't mess with me. That's my ultimatum. Yeah. (laughs) Don't. Of course, uh, the reportings of this possible presence attracted psychics and mediums. So some have visited and reported that the wife's emotional distress began as she was alive. Who would have fucking thought? She was bedridden on her deathbed. As her husband began an affair with her mother, she never received peace before she passed away. She was probably stressed the fuck out. (laughs) So, this has prompted chaotic paranormal activity over the years. As one can imagine, I would I, be pissed. I would same girl, that, same. I would haunt that shit until the day I fucking die as a spirit because no one ain't get. I ain't getting no peace because of y'all. Y'all ain't getting no peace because of me. Items in this home have been thrown around or turned upside down. The haunting has gone so frequent that one of the in the past, one of the post engineers had to seal the ghost's bedroom off at one point. I guess, I don't know if it would be the master bedroom or if maybe she stayed in another room while she was on her deathbed. Um, maybe that's it. Hmm. That room, regardless, was sealed off because anyone who would try and live or stay in there, she'd scare away. 
The room was eventually reopened in the 1950s, though. The disturbing actions by this ghost were not very ladylike, but the ghost received her name or nickname, the lady, from an eight-year-old girl. Hmm. She was the daughter of a graduate from the class of 1960. The family lived there between 1971 and 1975, I assume because the the graduate maybe ended up teaching there or something. Um, anyways, the eight-year-old daughter and her younger sister slept in the haunted room or whatever, so-and-so haunted, throughout that time. Hmm. The eight-year-old daughter, sorry, I, I want to say like the daughter, the girl, but there's two of them and they didn't give names, so... The eight-year-old girl would wake her parents up in the middle of the night on multiple occasions, just being scared, freaked out, hearing stuff, whatever. Her parents would hear her having a conversation with someone, but after, like, getting out of bed or just going on to check on her, saying what's up, they discovered that she was not speaking with anyone that they could see. God damn it. Worst fear. Worst fear. (laughs) When the parents asked her who she was speaking to, she said, the lady. No, no. So that kind of wraps it up with the spooky stories about West Point. I'm going to sort of end things with just like some recent or more recent real life tragic shit that's gone down. And... I feel like it's important to mention just because, yeah, this place is full of history. It has a past history of tragic stuff, so-and-so paranormal happenings, but also, like, real-life tragic stuff happens that could contribute to possibly the vibe. Yeah. And we know that tragic shit happens at like all universities or wherever you go but honestly though the amount of people that are unaware of what goes on like i in one of my undergrad classes i had mentioned the mass shooting at ut and they were astounded they didn't know about it so i was one of the first mass shootings yeah but i i just think it's like they also were not from America, but oh. or like if you're not from Texas, even like some people are very shocked by that. But I, I just think if you're not in the true crime community, if you're not, obviously it's hard to say because if you're listening to this podcast, you like that kind yeah. of shit. But it, it's just a lot of people are surprisingly unaware of things that you would think would be known, well right. known, and you're just and- like. Yeah. If well, anything this podcast like whole... has taught me, it's that. <laughs> I know. And I think there's just a whole nother layer added um, with this just because it is a military academy. Exactly. So it's it's completely different. There is a whole nother point and mission and goal to the thing. Um, but that also brings another layer of pressure and even... Diversity. Controversy. And, yeah. And... Um, you know, the curriculum can sometimes be questionable, but anyways, 
recent real-life tragic shit that has gone down. On July 21st, 2011, 18-year-old Jacob D. Bauer was found unresponsive during a routine training exercise in a wooded area at West Point. Uh, This wooded area is often used for land navigation exercises. I think there's trails that go throughout it. It can be used for a bunch of stuff, but... Attempts at reviving Jacob were unsuccessful, and he was pronounced dead. He was only a first-year cadet. This happened in July. He had enrolled that summer. Damn. I think maybe he had been there like three weeks or a month. He was in the process of completing his second round of basic training. It is said that he died of heat stroke. Although it is of seemingly natural causes, people were pretty pissed because even in 2011, people, such a pristine academy should have had precautions, you know, whether it be a fucking watch, some kind of technology, the buddy system, Mm -hmm. Like, literally, the buddy system Anything. is all we there, can ask for. There are just so many more things rather than, like, what waiting them, waiting for them to cross the finish line and seeing how they react. Right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> On June 6th, 2019, an M1085, it's probably, like, M1085, cargo truck rolled over while on the way to a training exercise. Oh, shit. Um, I'm pretty sure it happened on the Fortress of West Point. It rolled over near the Camp Natural Bridge training site. The rollover killed 22-year-old cadet Christopher J. Morgan. Oh, shit. Uh, He was class of 2020. He passed away at the scene. Two soldiers and 19 cadets were injured from the rollover. Damn. The vehicle is being driven by Staff Sergeant Ladonis, Ladonis P. Strong, who was convicted following a general court-martial by a military panel composed of eight officers and enlisted troops. She was convicted of one charge of ne- ne- negligent homicide and one charge of preventing the authorized seizure of property. She got three years of confinement and was also sentenced to a reduction in rank to private E1 and a bad conduct discharge. But fucking Albert for harassing a woman. It's like a little over. I'm just, I'm astounded by some of the charges that these people get. And then it's like (laughs) attempted murder. You didn't kill him. One year for you, sir. But you accidentally killed someone and injured a lot of people. 110 years for you, yeah. truck driver in Colorado. I know. And I, I did read, I think, a couple... Of, I didn't click on the articles, but, like, some headlines of some articles saying that this staff sergeant, like, has tried to appeal her charge, and I don't know if it's gone her way. Yeah. On October 18th, 2019, Cadet Cade Curita Curita, disappeared from West Point 
but not before posting on his Snapchat a plan to end his life. Trigger warning, suicide. Shit. After, like, a, an extensive manhunt searching thousands of acres at West Point for four days, Cade's body was found that next Tuesday, so four days later, Damn. hidden away in a basement in a building on campus. Shit. Cade passed away from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He was 20 years old. Damn. And... He was known as an excellent student who seemed to adapt well to life at West Point. It's always, always those. That's all I could, like, I didn't deep dive, but that's all that was said about him. Shit, so, bro. Obviously, he adapted really well. Okay. Uh, huh. And that is my story on West Point and just a little, uh, end note if you have experienced any kind of paranormal activity or ghostly sighting at your time at west point you can share your story for publication um at michelle.schneider at westpoint.edu which is kind of cool oh or at Red Rum and Red Wine podcast at gmail.com. Either one. I mean, like, if you're going to send one to her, might as well CC us, but... Let us know if you've ever experienced anything. It's just kind of cool. I mean, it's not really, like, cool, but it's interesting when such historical places... That are meant for, you know, purpose and growth and leadership and whatever have Mm -hmm. you. You know, along with that is tragedy. And it it really is a great cause for possible paranormals. So. I agree. Thank you. So if you do see in the photos, West Point looks absolutely gorgeous. It does. Uh, It's an actual fortress i like would not mind going because i definitely dig the vibes and i also like haunt me but how can i occupy (laughs) (laughs) fucking thank you that was amazing was not expecting a spooky one so i'm glad you brought it because now yeah i already was afraid someone is living in my house and stealing my beer (laughs) so (laughs) Now I'm only more paranoid. But yeah, guys. Yeah, at least you're not on a military base or academy, whatever. True. Thank the Lord. You're close to one, though. (laughs) But please, guys, please. Send us an email. Your experience at a spooky, ooky military site or not just say hi i'm like know it works we're we keep saying we're still waiting yeah we're still waiting (laughs) number one spot yet to be claimed i know like fucking two people listen as soon as we post i'm like what the fuck is up unless you're my mom or her mom Uh, i thought one of them was you i thought so too until (laughs) i stopped listening for my mental health because (laughs) okay well enough about me and enough about you how about this outro bye guys bye